I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to week six. Uh, spill the tea. I am not spilling. I'm spilling this big. Last week I spilled the wine. This week I'm spilling this. I can't spill it because it's got a spill proof lid. This ginormous, I don't even know what it's called, Hydra Peak water. I got influenced by Tanya, who was. I was going to say, I've seen that water bottle somewhere before, and that's who it was. <laughs> like, I saw her with it and I, it, the color got me for those listening. It's like this rose gold. I love rose gold. So anything kind of pinky beigey, rose goldy, I'm buying it. It's like, I can make, barely lift it. I'm doing bicep curls. I was just going to say, can you curl it? That can be part of your, like getting your movement in and your water in at the same time. Yeah, there you go. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, wait. I'm also on water. My allergies are making me crazy today. And I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, my, my body, I think that if I just drink a lot of water, it's going to flush everything out, but it's not going to take it from the air. So it probably, it might make me feel better though. So. Well, we have a bunch of smoke outside. I guess we have a bunch of like Ontario and Quebec wildfires that are happening and it's like smoggy. I, I stepped outside. I could smell it. And then the kids came home and they're like, oh yeah, the, all the smoke in the air from all these wildfires. I'm like, what wildfires? But yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah. Allergies. We talked to Dr. Paul about this and that for reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Talked about allergies a little bit, touched on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him. That was a great conversation this morning with Dr. Paul. It was, I love him. I know. Yeah. The, uh, such a great conversation. Um, if you haven't heard or weren't listening, we touched on hormones again, which was, I just think we can't t- talk enough about hormones and uh, weight loss because so many people concerned about that. And then we went into um, secondary supplements. Um, definitely take time to watch that. But we should get into what we want to talk about today. So here we are, week six. We're downsizing again. Do you see that meme that uh, Joanna Hunt, um, you know, downsizing, but did you die? You know, that yes. I, I, I reposted that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a joke with our Livy losers. Like, you're fine. You didn't die. You're like, you, you made it through. Um, and I think that's the whole thing about downsizing when you're doing it, it can feel very extreme if it's your first round and that, that we know that first, like that first round of downsizing is a kind of a practice round, kind of get your feet wet, feel it out. That tends to bring up a lot of emotions and feels. Um, and then, so this week, you know, you really want to recognize you survived and you want to dive right in and get right into it. But where are people at with it? What's the vibe? What are people talking about? 
Well, it's definitely downsizing is like one of our topics today because it is on people's minds. And I think a big thing about it is members are really looking forward to digging in this time because they recognize they did not push themselves enough the last time around because they were scared and they were feeling that like, not necessarily that they were going to die, but like, I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to feel starving. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And when they got through the end of it, they realized like, "Hmm, you know what? I wasn't uncomfortable. So they recognized they could do more and they're wanting to do more this time. Okay. Love that. Um, Obviously, I mean, coming along with downsizing is the scale. The scales for various reasons is the topic sort of on members' minds this week. I think because of downsizing, there's some people that expect their scale is going to move because of downsizing. Some people who had their scale move last week when they went back to satisfaction, which we've talked about before. Um, I also think there's um, that expectation that we have hit six weeks we're week six, we're halfway through the program. This is the part where we said you should be expecting. And then that goes back to that Dr. Paul conversation where if you are not seeing it, you really want to dig into what the reasons might be at this point. It's not just because necessarily your body's, you know, getting consistent and getting comfortable with the food plan and getting ready to lose weight. Now you might want to dig into what else could be getting in your way. And then that kind of rolls into, um, we were talking a lot about motivation and mindset this week. And um, part of that is staying motivated through the second half of the program. Members that are returning, that have done other groups, it's a bit of a long haul for some people. And you get a little bit of program fatigue. But also, you know, while you were away, um, we had, you know, some members come in and say that they need the check-ins or the lives to feel motivated mm-hmm. and they feel that they were lacking motivation when they weren't there. So, yeah. you know, um, figuring out ways to motivate yourself. And, you know, we have a variety of people, including all of our tea time guests that have been on this group who yes. have gone on to personalize the plan and motivate themselves through a summer, which is seven weeks of no check-ins, seven weeks of no lives. And these people have continued to lose a significant amount of wait through that summer break because they figured out during the group what their why was and how to motivate themselves. Okay. So let's, let's continue on that motivation and mindset. Let's work backwards on these, uh, these, these points, because you know, you can't, if you are relying on me for your motivation and without me here, you are saying, well, I'm not motivated. Gina's not here. You, you're, you are never going to do this. You're never going to do it. I cannot be your motivation. Um, I can do my best to say motivating things. I can do my best to try to make sure you're informed and you know what you need to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best to support you and be here for you, but I, you it doesn't cut your success doesn't come down to me that is so important um and and it has to be you and this is where your why you have to say why are you here why are you doing this and we do have a lot of resources for people we have the app right make sure you are using the app we have the book if you're not great at reading stuff on your phone or your computer screen if you like to make notes get the book it's still on amazon we do have the amazing facebook support group everything is laid out for you day by day by day. There are videos that go along with the post. And of course, we have our amazing support team. And then we layer that with our Libby Loser Spotlight each week, each, you know, real people sharing their real journeys. Um, go back to our team uh, bios, all, that whole guide of all of our team bios. Everyone on our team who's here to help you has all been through the journey. They share tips. Um, of course, our Spill the Tea segments, our conversations with all of our guests. Like, it can't just be me. 
do you know, yes, I created the Libby method to toot all of that. But at the end of the day, it, it can't be me. It has to come from you. I think this is where I totally get it though, that it can like, so many people at this point start saying, I, this is the longest I've ever been on a diet. And, and, and there is such a thing as program fatigue, especially if you've been at it for a while. But again, you can't let that stop you. That's not an excuse for, you know, it's like we all get, we all love our jobs, but some days don't want to go. You know, your kids like going to school, but some days don't want to go. You know, it's like, it's like anything in life. You're not always motivated. So motivation is not going to get this done for you. And there is no shortage of motivation if you're looking for it. Right. So, so I think that, that, that absolutely needs to be said, but also how you frame it too. Like, how did you frame it? Was it a project? Was it a journey? Was it an adventure? Was it a course? Like when you did the program, how did, how did you stay motivated? I, I don't know that I did stay motivated the whole time. Mm. I think I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who has been successful on this program that always felt they were motivated to get it done, but it's really what you do when you're not. And, you know, I can relate to those members who missed you while you were gone. I missed you the days you weren't working, but I I still still had to get my job done. Otherwise we wouldn't be here on this today. Right. So it's some of it is just kind of doing what you need to do, even when you really don't, you know, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling motivated. I think for me, it was, um, I made a commitment to myself and, you know, you could say that that maybe is motivation, that commitment I made to myself to be here at the end, um, at the end of 12 weeks. I think looking back on that, I did struggle a little bit between, between groups and I'm very inspired by the people that we've had on Dorothy, Tanya, and now Tara and the same thing today that after their first group, they kicked ass through the seven week summer break. So maybe, you know, now knowing that I'm still trying to lose a little bit more for me, I'm not trying to make it to July 23rd. I'm trying to make it through the summer now. Like I need to commit to myself for that. So really um, I've heard members, I know, you know, people I know that I've chatted with that a lot of them look at it like a year, like I'm committing myself to the year. I think you have to be prepared to put in the time and the effort it takes to get this done. And it can feel like unmotivating when you see that somebody else doesn't have to put as much effort in, but that's their journey. And that's, I think why it's really about you motivating yourself. Like your journey was your journey. And yes, you're very inspiring, but you're also, that was your journey and other people aren't going to experience it the same way. So just finding out like for themselves, how digging into that, like, you know, I don't feel motivated. I don't want to do this today, having one of those days and just getting it done. I like the compare thing because that isn't easy, but I've always looked at like, if someone's doing better than me or they have a job that I want or they're doing things I want to do, I think that's inspiring because if they can do it, then there's no reason why I can't do it. So I think that's that matter of perspective and that, that mind, so that mindset comes in. You could be like, Oh, well, they're doing this and I'm not that. Or you could be like, Holy shit, they're doing that. I could totally do that too. What do I need to do 
to do that or accomplish that. But that's one of the things that really is difficult when people are, first of all, you have to not compare because you don't know people's backgrounds, different shapes and sizes. You know, everyone is, is so different. You may have someone who's lost 40 pounds from the beginning, but maybe they have a hundred pounds to lose, or maybe you've only lost four pounds, but only have 20 pounds to lose. So there is that, you know, you can't really compare when you don't really know what's going on. But it is straight up difficult when you see people who you're perceiving are crushing it and doing it so well and it comes so easy and you feel like you are struggling, right? The other thing I want to talk about is routine. Like I miss being here as much as people, I guess, missed me. Seems weird saying that. I think it's less about me. And this is what happens when we do have those gaps in between groups. I think it's less about me and more about what people are doing for themselves and the routine. So, you know, maybe the routine is they pop into the group every morning and they do the check-in. And then maybe knowing that I wasn't around to do the check-in, they didn't pop into the group. So it's not really me in the check-in, but it's that action of prioritizing yourself. So this is where, you know, you set your intentions each day and your end-of-day reflections and kind of put these things in play that are going to keep you showing up even when you're not so motivated. So I think a lot of times people miss that they're maybe not as all in or you're not prioritizing themselves when, you know, when maybe when I'm not here or, you know, whatever, it's the weekend or it's in between groups. To your point, I love, and this is what we, you pointed out today, especially with our, our guest today, is that all three of our guests so far all, all did really well in the break. They all did the spring program and they all did really well and continued to lose in between that break. And there's a long gap from the spring program ending and the fall program starting, which I think is important to talk about because then it comes down to trust. Trusting that you are learning what you need to do and trusting that you are going to continue to do the things that you need to do. So ah, this conversation is so huge. My goodness. It's going to be going on for the next six weeks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a lot of time left to lose a lot of weight, which I think is a great segue into our next topic, which is the scale. It is normal for people to not see any movement on the scale yet. However, it's going to start being concerning like next week. However, this is where we have had the conversations the four reasons why your scale might be slower to move. The, we, we busted out those maximizing seven questions, 20 questions. I did the troubleshooting segment. If you didn't, if you didn't catch that, um, the conversation with Dr. Beverly. So, so what we've done is we've kind of got ahead of it and we've given you the resources before you need them. And so if you are somebody who hasn't seen any movement on the scale, still very normal. However, you start rolling through week seven, week eight, not seeing any movement. This is where if you were my client, I'd be saying, okay, it's time to get some tests done. It's time to figure out, you know, what's going on, what is happening, especially if you're not seeing any non-scale victories, not seeing any movement. And I know people hate hearing that, but I can't tell you how many people were so resistant to actually trying to investigate what was going on, going to visit their doctors. They struggled throughout the whole program and then finally would message me and be like, oh my God, guess what? I went to my doctor and, you know, I had this and I had that and who knew and all this stuff. And if they had just done that earlier while they were doing the program, they might not have suffered so much in terms of being upset with the scale not moving. So, so you have the resources. Now, when you come to us and you say, the scale's not moving, why, or what can I do? You, you tell me why 
you know, you, you, you tell me, why do you think it is? You've, you've, you've watched that conversation for reasons why your weight might be slower to move. You know, you've, you've, you did the troubleshooting with me. Do you know what I mean? You listened to all of our guest segments. Like you, you tell me why at this point you should be able to. And something as uh, simple as a secondary supplements um, with Dr. Paul today, like there are like people who'd be like, well, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing everything. The scale hasn't moved. And I'll be like, okay, so what supplements are you taking? Well, I'm not taking any. Okay. Well, you're not taking any supplements because the supplements were suggested, especially those first basic supplements, because they're very typically, uh, when people are having a hard time or struggling with getting that scale to move, they can make a real difference. So if you're resistant to adding in the supplements, you think you don't need them and that you're yet at the same time, the scale's not moving. Then it's just like, Oh, maybe you need them. The other thing I typically see, see is that people will come in and be like, I'm doing everything, you know, with scales, not moving. And literally it's the first question they've asked in six weeks. So I'm thinking like, I don't want to judge you. I'm not going to assume anything, but you're popping in here. And the first thing you're saying is the scale's not moving. What, what do I need to do when, no, have you watched the conversations? Have you read the 20 questions? You know what I mean? Which of course we're here to help, but I think people have to be really real about their situation. That's what I loved about um, what Dr. Paul's had to say. You got to be really real, get real with yourself about what you're doing, what you're not doing. So then you can look, look towards the things that you can still do. So Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I feel it. I feel it because I, you know, I've kind of not made it a secret that I'm trying to lose weight along with the rest of the group and my skill hasn't moved this group. I actually called my naturopath after the Dr. Paul session today to book an appointment. I have a laundry list of things that I am not doing that I know could be leveled up. And I feel like every conversation that, and I think this goes back to a little bit to the motivation. I don't, it is exactly what you said about inspiration. I think it's inspiration, but it's also, um, there's these tips, these tips we get from your lives. And I think when you listen to the lives, you listen to you and the experts, you get, you get these little ideas like, right, that really resonated with me. That's going to push me. I'm going to start investigating that. Um, so I think maybe, you know, that plays into it a little bit, but yeah, I have a, there's a hundred things that I should be doing that I'm not doing every single time you say, have you taken a deep breath? I'm like, no, Gina, I haven't in your lives because I know that's an area where I'm lacking. And I think, yeah. So for me, I don't, yeah, it's frustrating that the scales aren't moving, but I'm very aware because of all of the resources that I have, that I am doing nothing right now to maximize it because, and you know, there's, I know I have reasons for it. I have, you know, stresses and things that are going on in my life that are when I'm not working, that's what I'm focused on. So I need to be kind of comfortable with that. But so I I definitely feel what the members are feeling. But to your point, like when you haven't asked another question and we don't know if you've read the information, the team definitely tries to, you know, like, well, have you tried this? Have you watched this? Have you done this? And it's really, that's not so much them being directorial and telling members what to do. It's more trying to assess where you're at. How can we help you? It's not, you know, like when we say, did you watch or you should, or, you know, try watching this, it's not accusing someone of not watching it. It's more like if you've watched it, okay, what did you get out of it? Did you see this? And, you know, did you, did you follow up and call your naturopath, call your doctor? Yeah, I think that's important because first of all, I don't want to make it seem like it's easier said than done of doing all the things and getting the scale to move. But here's what I, here's what it is, is that if, when I have personal clients, 
right? Or someone comes to me and says, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. We know what do I need to do? What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing all those things? I'm like, do you, do you have an hour? Because I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to go through your whole weight loss history. I'm also going to go through your whole health history, health issues that you're, that you're dealing with. I'm going to go through the supplements you're taking. I'm going to go through your lifestyle, your movement, your stress levels, your sleep. Um, this, that the 20 questions came out of the questionnaire that I would ask my own personal clients in trying to figure out why was their body feeling a need to store fat? And what do they need to do about it? And what areas do we need to focus on? And so I guess this comes down to all, I love it. It's kind of all, you know, flowing together, this mindset of, I get excited about when someone's not drinking enough water, when someone's not doing everything to manage their stress, when someone's not doing something, because I think that's so exciting because it means that there are things that you can do, right? And, and then sometimes it is just straight up frustrating because you can be doing the things and it's just taking longer than you what you want because it's just it just takes usually longer than what we want. Like uh, Dr. Paul talking about people's bodies bouncing back from stress and health issues and all that kind of stuff. Some people can be weeks, some people can, it can be a year depending on on, you know, all the things that they're dealing with, or, you know, some people are living a life that is a lot less stressful than other people. So then when they make small changes, they tame, they, they see results quicker where some people living a more stressful life, you know, it takes them a little bit longer to see those results, you know? So that's what that conversation, um, and that sort of, you know, the, the, the 20 questions that that's why I love taking people through the troubleshooting. It's because I love troubleshooting with people. I love sitting down with people and trying to figure out because usually, and I think this is one of the things that maybe, um, because I used to do this with clients and I don't even remember, I used to actually bring the person on and go through troubleshooting. So rather, I, I do one big one for everybody now, but in the past groups, I would literally invite someone on and we would go through all these questions. And then what would happen is they would make those changes. You remember that? And then they would come on and be like, oh yeah, I did this and I did that. And the scale's finally starting to move. So that's one of the things I miss about that because we were able to experience people in real time, getting the feedback, making the changes and being like, oh shit, just doing this, just doing that, small little tweaks really made a big difference. And I'm such a big believer in the smallest little things that you do, they add up and, and can make such an impact with people you know? So that's why I get excited about the resources. And I'm always looking for more resources for people to help them be more advocates for themselves. You know, that's, that's what our great gas and all all that is all about. So the scale is definitely frustrating. Um, Also, you have to recognize that we just had the heat wave. How did people manage that? Because of course, with, we had a heat wave last week, people scale, my scale went up, everyone's scale is going to go up in a heat wave. So you're also dealing with trying to see your lowest low and lose weight while you're also being hit with all these natural fluctuations, especially in the summertime. I think we have to talk about that. Yes. And that was definitely something that last week was a common denominator. Um, Here in BC, wasn't quite so hot. We're actually, today is supposed to be the first day of our start. So we're going to be seeing, you know, the West members that are more further West seeing it maybe this week as opposed to last week. But the heat definitely, that was the nice thing was that, you know, um, it was mentioned about the heat in the group. And then so many members were like, oh, it's so hot. My scale's up. Like it, really recognizing why really turns that around from being frustrated to like, okay, right. I just need to wait this out. I need to drink some water. But as you said, we're, it's, we're moving into summer now. This is not something that's going to go away. We could potentially be dealing with heat 
for the next two months. And you can't let that drag you down for two months because it's summer, you know, you have to kind of go easy on yourself. And that's kind of where that, you know, being familiar with the scale and what to expect on the scale, those things that can have your scale up that we have listed in the post are just something you always need to keep in mind because it's not, you know, just because it's up doesn't mean it's real weight gain. The fluctuations are going to happen. But definitely, yeah, the heat in the summer. I think people did really well. I think uh, a lot of people recognized the need for water, the need for, you know, staying indoors and feeling the appetite change. And I think that's Mm. kind of, you know, definitely like a decrease in appetite, not feeling like preparing food, not feeling like Mm. eating food and stuff. So yeah, there's definitely that to go along with it. And that's where you got to make adjustments, right? And then factor that in where you're going to have days, even when you're downsizing that you may not be all that hungry for your meals and snacks because something else is going on. I do want to say before we move on to downsizing is that, you know, we're six weeks into the program. We do have a lot of time left to lose a lot of weight. And some people may be nervous because they're thinking if I haven't lost weight by now or as much as I want by now, it's only going to get harder. When in reality, it does get easier. You're more in tune with your body. It wants the fat gone just as much as you do. If you're a returning member and your weight hasn't been moving, chances are it's been solidifying the weight that you've lost previously. So that scale is going to start moving again. So I think it's really important to say that what's happened in the first part of the, 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 the program isn't necessarily indicative of what's going to happen in the second half. Yeah. Alternatively, those of you who've been crushing that scale and things are moving, you might see a bit of a plateau. And that doesn't mean that things aren't, aren't working anymore. It means that your body is solidifying the time, it, taking the time that it needs to, to, to make adjustments to the way that you have been lost. So just want to say that before we move on to downsizing. Yes, exactly. And I'm perfect example of that. My first group, I didn't lose anything by week six. I lost 26 pounds in the second half of the program. So I mean, it's, I mean, that is what that's, it's quite, it's a pretty substantial amount in a six week period of time, but my body was doing the work in those first six weeks. So stick with it, everyone. But I think, yeah, do, you know, move on to downsizing. Um, I think that's one of the things that's on the members' minds and I didn't even think about it until you just said it with that heat wave, people have been eating less. Mm -hmm. If the temperature is going down, your hunger might go up. So even though you feel like you're eating more than you were last week, you're actually hungry this week because it's not the heat. So you really (laughs) need to be in tune with what those portions are and asking those four questions. And that's what it's all about though, isn't it? Like just being in tune. Yeah, this is just why weight loss can be so freaking complicated. There's so many things. <laughs> always, always. Yeah. It's no wonder anyone's losing any weight over here. <laughs> but we are, and that's yeah, how we continue we to show up. So we are. Okay. What? Yes. So yes. Yeah, so the, the, I mean, I think that surprises people that. I'm downsizing and I'm not even hungry. You know, that's, that's why you got to really get in tune to your body's needs change every day. So downsizing again is really about trying to get more in tune to portion sizes and more about the message that's being sent that your body's receiving, still receiving food often enough, still receiving nutrient rich foods, but not the same amount that it was receiving last week. And so your body's carrying this excess fat and you're still consistently giving it, you know, what it needs. So it's going to release the fat and adjust to the amount of food coming in, which is what downsizing is all about. So what what other issues are people having with, or, or, or how are they feeling about downsizing this week? I think they're definitely, um, 
a different headspace than the first round. There's definitely yeah. more enthusiasm and more positivity surrounding it. There's, I don't feel like people are scared this time around yeah. that, you know, that they might've been last time, which is nice. Yeah. You know, we have Good. a few people that are wondering about their downsizing those already small portions. You know, if yeah. I'm having token bites because I'm not hungry, how do I downsize that? And, um, you know, something came up the other day and you did mention it in the check. And I think maybe a live too about those people that, Sometimes you don't feel that you're hungry and yes. you have a token bite and then you feel hungry. And that this is like a prime example of that and why it's important to have those token bites, yep. even if you're not hungry. And, you know, maybe you might find that you're feeling hungry, in which case you will be able to downsize because that hunger comes after you've had those, those few bites. Yep. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not about start this downsizing is about starving and depriving yourself. And like I said, necessarily eating less. So if you're not hungry, even when downsizing, you still have those token amounts because it's still a benefit in stimulating that digestive system and continuing to give your body what it needs and your body adjusting to what you've been doing all along. So that in the future, when we make changes to the actual food plan itself, that also has an impact. So yeah. this is why you still, when you have those token amounts, if you aren't hungry and you eat a token amount, and you do find that you are hungry, then eat enough to downsize that portion. Or if you are not hungry, even when downsizing, you still want to have that token amount. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. I think um, some of the things people recognized last time that they struggled with was um, preparing um, for their fluctuating hunger levels when they're like going to work for the day or this weekend, mm -hmm. a few people that had packed their meals and snacks for when they were out, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pack, how to prepare for downsizing. Do I pack less food? I don't want to leave the food behind. And that's kind of an area where, you know, as much as we say, like, yeah, you can serve less and go back for more. But if you're in a position where you can't serve yourself more because you are out and about, you have to be prepared to make a strategy for the food waste issues. If you're still finding that you're having those food waste issues, because you have to you don't want to leave yourself short when you, you know, you're on your way to work or whatever you're at work and you eat your lunch and then leave yourself short where you're actually substantially hungry. And then you yeah. maybe need to have your veg snack way sooner because you're starving by the time the half hour point comes. So I think really like being prepared to deal with those food or make a strategy, make a plan for yourself, like pack a cooler where you have little containers and you can have those leftovers in them. Yeah. Or, you know, things like maybe you pack a really big veg snack and if you haven't had quite enough lunch, you can have some of that and then eat your veg snack after or, Great you know, tip. coming up with strategies like that. Yeah. I mean, let's face it though. Those food waste issues aren't about the food that you feel like you're wasting because you're not saving anything just by eating food that you don't need either. Right. So those, those food waste issues tend to be more psychological. They're more mental and that's how you deal with those. But, you know, to, to save yourself some grief, you can pack some Tupperware or, you know, a cooler or, you know, just kind of make a plan for yourself so that, you know, if there is leftovers that you can take them home or feel like you're not wasting them. Um, or you, I, I think so too. I think it's better to pack more rather than less, um, you know, because you don't want to get stuck not having enough food. Yeah. Um, you know, I think is kind of the way to go with that, but it just comes down to, again, like, I mean, how many people have 
let, you know, their lettuce or their bag of salad mix go to waste, you know, and you're not, you know, you throw it out or you recycle it and you're like, oh shit, I should have totally didn't make a salad with that. But do you know what I mean? And yet think about the reality of nitpicking just a little few bites left over that you feel so bad about wasting, you know? So really go into that. What is this issue really all about? Because and this is where that saying, you're not a garbage can, right? Or you're not a recycling bin. Like it's, you're not wasting it if by eating it, if you're not hungry for it, that's not helping anybody or anything in terms of food waste issues at the end of the day. So, but they are very real. They, they are very real um, people's issues with food waste, but it's really the issues, not actually the food at the end yes. of the day, usually. But yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. I like to think that when it's on my plate, my little thought is the grocery store is not going to take it back at this point. So no. it doesn't really matter where it goes. It's been wasted. <laughs> like, well, and in some cultures, you, if you clear your plate, they serve more because that's a sign you're still hungry. And in some cultures, it's customary to leave food on their plate, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's why it's more that recognized. I think with all of this, what you really want to do with, if you're here at six weeks in, you want to turn up the volume on all of that. Yes. Like, yes, be prepared with food waste issues, but also realize that's not where the work ends for you in dealing with your food waste issues and, and just bring into extra Tupperware everywhere you go. You know, yeah. it's, it's an issue you need to deal with. And so whether it's the scale, you're getting on the scale and you're, you feel like you're really working hard and doing all the things that you're so frustrated. Well, why are you not really proud of all the things that you're doing and working really hard and, and accomplishing, right? It's all that comes back down to that, that mindset that you're showing up. So we're giving you the tools and the resources and the team of support here for you to really kind of like kick it all up a notch. And that's what, you you know, I think week six and above is all about leveling up at this point and turning up that internal volume and, you know, maximizing your efforts and, you know, really like being all in and doing as many things as you can or recognizing if you can't be all in, then it might take you a little longer, but you're still going to get there and just really bring a dose of reality to, to, you know, to this program and the process. And, and again, when it comes to motivation, you're not always going to be motivated, but you're going to get there. If you just keep showing up, you're going to get there. If you just keep showing up, I always say I can help anybody lose weight. It just comes down to how much time people are willing to put into it, you know, at the end of the day and how hard they're willing to work. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, anything else with downsizing? I'm just watching the time. I do want to get, no, um, I think we covered it. That's, you know, everybody's been through this a couple of weeks ago. They know what they're doing and, um, you know, they're prepared to do it and to do better than they did last time. That's kind of the bottom line in the group with downsizing, which is really nice. There's, you know, there's, there's people got to plan this time in there. And I love that part of it. It's like, you know, you're saying you have the tools, you give people the tools really at this point in week six, you've got the tools. Yeah. And it's just a matter of using them, fine tuning how you use them and implementing them into the tweaks that come up in the coming weeks. Cause this is kind of where things start to, start to shake things up a little bit after this yes. which is exciting wait you guys like you haven't seen nothing yet with downsizing my goodness you know so downs we get over downsizing so we can move on and make all the other tweaks each week so there's going to be a constant you being consistent drinking the water doing the things that you need to do maximizing whatever and then we have these tweaks each week that are going like, to like dive even deeper into the process approach weight loss from a variety of different angles shake things up like you say and then you're going to go from like downsizing to having to eat more often and then you have to deal with the feels of that but it's also really cool because it gets you even more into tune to those portions the whole thing is it's to me it's fun and it's, and it's exciting even though it can be really fucking frustrating 
Now I'm super excited for the next for the next six weeks for sure. What's what do we have coming up next week? Is it like we're back to set? What's what's next week? Week seven is uh, feeding the metabolism. Is it or yeah? We bring it back to satisfaction for a few days, and then we start feeding the metabolism off the heels of downsizing. It's such a great week and tweak. Um, But first, we got to we got to make it through downsizing first. So that's right. That's right. We still got lots of time left this week to get this downsizing done for sure. All right, Kim. Uh, amazing. Any extra tips or is that it? No, I think just, you know what? Figure out how to motivate yourself and what you need to be motivated. Um, promise yourself that you're going to get through this next six weeks and you're going to be present. I think that's just my, you know, my big thing is that second half. I want to see everybody finish even stronger than they started. So, you know, not taking the foot off the gas, doing all the things and just taking everything that they've learned up until now and really implementing it and just making a commitment to yourself that you're going to be here and do that for yourself. I love it. Okay. See you next time. Great. Thanks. See you next week. I'm excited about our next guest, Tara Bellio. Um, I've been following her on Instagram for a while. Um, she has sort of been Instagramming her story, um, first with kind of videos, um, now with some great posts. Um, I'm excited to meet her. So let's, 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 let's introduce her. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Week one, week, week two, I'm recapping week three. Wrapped up yesterday, week four, which was downsizing me. Uh, first of all, I love your glasses. Thank I'm you. a massive fan of all your glasses. Hello. Um, down 40 pounds. And not that that defines you, um, but I want to get right into it. And I say that right off the top because you've been successful in the program and sort of sharing every step of the way, um, which I absolutely love and adore um, that kind of enthusiasm and commitment. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you. <laughs> I'm kind of fangirling a little bit. I'm going to try and like tone it down. 
Well, I just knew that you would be fun. I, I just, you know, I love people who just, as you know, I'm a put it all out there kind of person, right? You know, we're all just, you know, doing our best, trying to live our best lives every day. And, you know, I love how honest and real you are. Um, total random mama, I should just say, is your Instagram handle if people want to go and, and check you out and follow along. Um, it takes a lot to hold yourself accountable. And I'm assuming that's the whole point of you documenting your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's about holding myself accountable and then also making sure that other people know that they're not alone as we're going to have these great days where the scale is going down and you're doing all the things and you feel great. And then there's going to be, and it's reminding us that we all have those moments. The genaisms start coming in and being like it's not what you did like did did you have salt last night going forward and it's weeks later where you're like oh don't tell me i froze ah you kind of yeah you're freezing a little bit in and out Ah, always right and of course i'm sitting up here trying to listen to hear your conversation hopefully the team we do have a production team behind the scenes so hopefully they can maybe turn your video off or turn your audio on or somehow we can figure it out but let's just try to go with it i mean that mean that's One of the things when we have people sort of documenting their journey uh, behind the scenes, I think there's so much to be learned by real people going through a real journey. So let's talk about your journey. You never really had a weight issue when you were younger. No, not at all. I was skinny. I was an athlete. I was constantly moving. Um, I played every sport, um, danced. I never thought about my body in any way until I got to maybe 1920. And that's where external comments, not directed, some were directed at me. Um, like, you know, how can you be so skinny looking at myself and being like, oh, do I have that? Is my arms too thick? Or, you know, should I be buttoning up my pants this high because I have a muffin top and really doubting who I was? And then I started doing stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah. Claims it. You know, I was sort of. I was reading your story and I think so many, and then I was talking to Kim beforehand and it's that story of, you know, when you're 30, you look back at photos of when you're 20 and you think, oh my goodness, I was not fat. I would love to look how I looked when I was 20. And then when you're 40, you know, you look back when you're 30 and you're like, oh my goodness, what was I doing? I looked amazing when I was 30. And then when you're 50, you look back when you're 40 and being like, man, I rocked that bikini. What the hell? Why was I on a diet? I looked amazing. So, you know, in looking back at yourself, you know, I think you do get caught up on other people's influence you know, and especially when it comes to all the conversations on women's bodies. So, you know, so you did gain, you said you went to university and you gained 15 pounds, but you kind of realized that was just you kind of coming into your own even. Yeah. I never, like when that first happened, I was like, oh, you know, like I'm getting hips because I'm no longer like I'm, I'm I'm getting older. I'm no longer looking like a 12 year old. Like this is cool. Um, (laughs) But then it just kept going. and, And external voices started coming in. And then I found myself at Weight Watchers and doing Atkins and slim fast shapes, which were horrible. Like you name it, I was doing it. You lost 40 pounds. So where did that come in? When did that weight gain actually start for you? 
So it really, the real weight gain really happened. Like all the other stuff was kind of superficial shit. The real weight gain came when I quit smoking, when I got pregnant with my first son um, at 35. Um, that's where I stopped. Cause I always went to the gym. I always like, I would get, I would do these stupid diets and I would go to the gym and it would be gone. And then that's when I couldn't control it anymore because food I was tasting for the first time in my entire life, um, because mm-hmm. my taste buds were no longer muted by smoking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was loving food. Um, I had this child that was my priority. I had a really demanding job. And so me, it became quick and easy to not eat until one o'clock in the afternoon and just live off of coffee. And, you know, um, I would be going to, I started doing all these silly things like starving myself because I'd see it come down a little bit and then I'd eat something because I'd miss it and I'd binge out on it. I mean, I could sit down and eat a sheet cake. Like that was no big deal. Um, So yeah, I just, my kids. And and then I had my next one. So like 10 years of having children, I only have two, but 10 years of having children, I forgot all about me and my weight wrapped up to 207 pounds. Wow. So is that where you at before you, before you started with the program? Yeah. So, um, I weighed myself before we went on vacation for March break and I was 207 pounds. I cried, um, uh, nothing fit. I tried to find clothes that like covered everything. I was always covering myself wearing baggy stuff. Um, and then a friend, a mom friend who lived in the neighborhood posted a picture of herself and I like it wasn't even a full body shot it was just her face just glowing and I was I was ready I was ready and I hate well no I don't hate to be I'm gonna admit I stopped Eugenia because I was like this is too good to be true $75 (laughs) what is this am I gonna have to laser a magic pill there's no way so I was like I did your Instagram your Facebook I was listening to podcasts I was I was down the rabbit hole (laughs) And yeah. then I was doing little tweaks. I didn't understand the program um, because I, I wasn't in it, but I was doing little tweaks. Like I, was, I started incorporating drinking more water. I started eating before one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then um, the program started and I was in, I was sold. Whatever you said, I did. <laughs> and your first program, you know, I love that. Although I'm not into blind faith. I'm, I always have to say that, but you know, I did spend 30 years trying to create this program that works, you know, and I do want people to do really well. And, you know, I would love for people to listen to everything that I do, but obviously I'm not into blind faith and I do understand people have questions. Um, but, you know, everyone tends to say, ah, do everything she says. It's because the, it's just, it approaches weight loss from a variety of different ways. And even if you're doing half the things, you know, it can have a massive impact. So you did the first program, um, lit- did literally everything Gina said was super consistent with the program following to a T and you yep. lost lost, uh, 22 pounds, 22 pounds. Yeah. I even like drove halfway across Canada, um, in week nine. And I still like, I packed little baggies of nuts and carrot sticks. And like, I was feeding the kids like chips and stuff. And I was up in the car driving across the country, shoving carrot sticks in my mouth. Like it was all, I was doing whatever you said. Um, and I was 22 pounds by the end of it. And then the break in between, I yes. personalized the plan. I was kind of, I, I was like jumping back on track because I was enjoying myself. Well, when I felt everything kind of creeping up, I would jump back on track um, mm-hmm. to bring it all and calm my body down again. And I lost seven pounds, almost seven pounds, like 6.8 pounds um, in between the fall and the summer session. 
Yeah. I think it's so important to point that out. We were talking about that before you came on that like actually all of our guests that we've had on so far in this program all have a very similar story of continuing to lose in that break. And I, and I know maybe people aren't talking about it now, but I hope that they remember this conversation a few weeks from now when they are freaking out about the fact that, you know, what are they going to do in between groups? Um, so we do, we do give people the skills and the tools that they need to continue on their own, whether they just don't want to sign up for another program again or they're looking to bridge the gap in between groups. So I love that. Seven pounds down. I'm still assuming you had a great summer. You enjoyed your I had a great summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I still, I saw ice cream with the kids. You know, I was still, you know, heading to the bar with my dad on Friday nights, you know, having a drink. Yeah. Like it was still, yeah. you know, it was still a good time. I was on vacation. I was, I was in another province for the entire summer. So I was still yeah. enjoying my vacation, but, and my time there, but I was still, you know, very conscious of and staying in tune with my body, not overeating, not overdoing it, but also still allowing myself to, yeah. you know, do life. Um, yeah. I got a little, I, I had a little bit of a, um, mental health thing that happened during the fall session. So I was kind of half-assing the fall session, I'll be honest. Yeah, your second group, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, my second group, I half-assed 100%. Like I was, I, I needed the group for consistency, but I was too stressed out. I was had too much going on. Um, and so I let a lot, I, I, I could have went completely off the rails. So the groups kept, me from eating all of my feelings, but I was yeah. still eating my feelings. Um, but I still lost six pounds. Yeah. Right. And worked through that, right? Still were able to, it sounds like you were having a rough time, still be able to prioritize yourself and at the minimum do some of the things that you could do to kind of keep things going. Talk about that more because I think everyone has this need to crush the program and do amazing when they they really got some serious life stuff going on and talk about like, is it, was it worth it? You know, like talk about that. Um, so yeah, it, it was 100% worth it because I, I learned to prioritize myself and I learned to not let myself be the ball that dropped. Um, mm. oh, cause that's Ooh. what I would always do. So like I've, I've always, I have a very high stress life. Like I have two kids, 10 under 10. I have a very, you know, demanding job. Um, I am very involved with my kids' school, um, I like, I, I'm just, I'm very high stress. I'm just, that's who yeah, I am. Yeah. I, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that you recognize it. Yeah. So I know I need to do certain things to keep that stress level down. And when I let myself be the ball that drops, I'm no good to anybody. So yeah. I have to learn through this that I have to, it's not selfish to put myself first and it's not selfish to say, no, I can't do this because it's not going to make me feel good. Um, so that was the, the fall was a really, it was the first time too, where I was just like, live your truth. You know, like I, mm. I pride myself on being the kind of person who's like completely out there and lays it out on the table. So why am I only showing pictures of myself tits up? Sorry. <laughs> so I'm only. <laughs> I would show my tits up too, but after four kids, I don't think anyone wants to see them. You know, I would only take pictures from here up. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I never never would show who I am and what my journey is. So I just like laid it bare. And I was like, this is who I am. This has been my struggle. If you've been through this too, you can do this. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's what really struck me with you. Um, cause when we were talking about a spill of tea, I'm like, you've got to have her on. Like, it's just that real raw journey that I think that you're not fooling anybody when you're, you know, you're trying to convince yourself that you're doing the things when you're not doing the things that you're trying to consider, cons- uh, you know, fool yourself when you have a lot of things that you're dealing with and you're trying to fool yourself into thinking you got this and it's fine and I'm not stressed and I'm, you know what I mean? And I, this was a real learning lesson for me because I know I've talked about how last spring, while you probably were doing that program that I had to take a couple of weeks off, I was in the mm-hmm. hospital and man, up to that point, I misses, I got this, I'm doing it all. I can show people you can just rah, rah, you know, get it done, come hell or high water, I'm here. And then I realized like, wow, that's not really healthy for me to pretend like everything is fine. <laughs> just keep no. going through when, you know, and no. then I actually learned from our community. Our community was like, Gina, do you know what I mean? Like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it was really, I learned from my community that I wasn't helping them either, you know, and like, for example, the lives, I used to do them a couple times a day. And some people were like, thank you for not doing that anymore. Cause I felt like I needed to watch both lives and do all this and do all that to be successful. So I really learned, I know the community has been really good to you and what's your relationship and you've been really good to them. What's that relationship been, been like, um, over the last few months with your shares? They've really lifted me up. Like it's so like, you don't realize how hard you are on yourself. So like me being brutally honest, like I'm like this was shit and I did this and I missed this and I did that. And like, there's always a member, there's always a somebody who's just like, don't do that to yourself. Like they remind yeah. you, you know, don't, don't say that you've done all of these things. You've got this, you can keep going. And then I find myself doing the same thing back to them. Like we're each other's cheerleaders because we live in a society where you wouldn't say that to your friend. You said this, you wouldn't say that to your friend. So why yeah. do you say that to yourself? yourself. So it's, yeah. it's got me to this place that now, you know, before I open, like get out of bed in the morning, I'm saying kind things to myself before I oh, go I to it. bed at night. I'm saying kind things to myself because these are what my, my, my living losers are going to say to me, you know? So like, why can't I say them to myself? Well, you think it's such an easy thing, but it's not, it's you know, not. it's, it's, not, it's, it's not easier said than done. Absolutely. It's not, it's, it's, it's so like, like you said, like I sit there and I'm like, I'm Olivia Pope, but it's, it's handled. No, it's not. And when it's not handled, it's okay to say it's not handled, but there's always tomorrow. And like, you did the best you could today with the tools you got, you know, <laughs> I'm a big Olivia Pope fan too, man. She had, she had it handled till everything went to shit. That's what happened. Right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I can't, what was the show? I can't remember. Cause like, yeah, scandal. That's right. Um, should have known by the name. Okay, let's talk about your third group. Um, third group because not a lot of weight lost in the no. third group. Um, one, one I love that. One point four pounds. <laughs> one point four. You'll wow. take it. You'll take, take it. it. So what yeah. happened? What's the story there? So twofold. So being completely honest and taking full accountability. I sometimes that group took Gina isms and um, manipulated them to suit my own narratives. Ah. So yes. So like when you said, you know, it's lame not to eat the cake, you did not mean eat the cake for three days. You know, (laughs) when you said, you know, there's nothing you could do on a weekend that can't be undone and get when you get back right back at it, you did not mean to do that every 
weekend. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Also, when you've lost some weight, you 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 have confidence that there's that not you know you can do this, and you don't have that same driving factor because you know you can do it, and you're probably feeling so much better. And it's so crazy. Yeah. My sister, I walked in at my sister on Easter. She's like, Oh my God, you're so skinny. I'm like, thank you. You're my favorite. You know, yeah. like, yeah. so like there, there's these, these things, you know, that happen that make you, you, you kind of, you're like, I'm taking accountability. I'm doing this, but you're really not. So there was that, yes. mm. but it was also a plateau. So what was happening is my scale was bouncing up and down, bouncing up and down. And, and it was partly that, but I was also plateauing and like all of these non-scale victories were happening. Mm. I, shrank um my clothing my watch went down my rings went down yeah. i the bones in my neck came out um my jean size went down um i was sleeping better i no longer had reflux because i get a disease when i'm pregnant um that had done some damage to myself because it caused me to have reflux um that basically has gone away I yeah. sleep so much better. Like it was like by the end of it, because I was disappointed at first. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. I one pound. I was disappointed. And I, I had bet. to sit down and assess. And when I did, I wrote a list of all my non-scale victories. Oh, I love that. I was at like 20 plus. And I was like, okay, so you you one pound, yay, that's one pound of butter. You did it. You didn't gain any weight. Yeah. And you had all these things happen for you. Love which that. Is and then what can I do better in the next round that I didn't do this round? What was stressing me? What can I do better this round that I didn't do last round and now get back to work? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So that brings us to this. I, I just, I have so much mad respect for you for sticking through that because it, that, it's such a gift to me. Those are the things that matter that that makes a difference lays that strong foundation the weight the weight loss part is going to come that's going to come but those like you know what i mean like that's like i just love that you stuck around for that okay so that brings us to now where are you at now so i don't count this as part of my 40 pounds yet because i am not done yet okay. so i'm at six pounds so far this round down um as of this morning 6.4 as of okay. this morning, this nice. round. Um, nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. But again, like I, I don't plateau like I think everybody else does. I do this like up eight ounces, down 12 ounces. Like I just do yeah. this like yeah. this little dance around a number. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been That's very that. frustrating. That's that uh, up and then you see it come down. And even though you know it does that, every time you go up, it's just like, oh. And then it comes, yeah. and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not an easy, that's not an easy pattern to deal with. It's not, but I also recognize just this weekend that sometimes it's due to stress. And mm. so like I'm forgetting, like alpheanine, that is like my who needs Adderall? Listen. I took I like just, 12 of these alpheanine today. Thank you. Like I take sometimes, like I come home, I get overstimulated sometimes by the after when my kids come home and I'm like, hold on, mama needs to take her pills and I take two of those, give me 15 minutes, we're good. Like throw your tantrum. I got <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, but seriously, I did. I took a whole bunch of these L-theanine. That was a conversation with Dr. Paul. It reminded me I had them. I don't I, I love them, you know. Um, okay. So so you're down six. How are you feeling? You're feeling optimistic? Yes. Fantastic. I feel optimistic. I am roughly, as of right now, 12 pounds off of my first goal. So I've set two goals. Um, nice. I set the goal 
for the weight that I, I was before I got pregnant. Okay, cool. um, and then I set a secondary goal, which is the weight I was when I was 25. Oh, so my nice. plan is, thank you. So my plan is I, this round, I'm going to hit my goal probably, if not be very, 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 very close to it. Okay. And then I'm doing the fall session as kind of like my body settling session. And then I'm going to join the maintenance group. And then I see oh, how that, that works. And then um, I'm going to do an, another assessment when the spring summer group is coming again. And then I might try for my end goal or I might be fine because cool. I got to give my body a chance to catch up. Yeah, me too. I love this. This happens all the time that people reach a goal in the weight loss group and then they go into maintenance and then they hang out in maintenance for a while and they're like, Hey, you know what? I think I'm ready to kind of go for more. It happens all the time. You make the rules at the end of the day, you know, and I love, but I do love that you have a plan. I'm a massive fan of a plan. I always have a a five-year plan and always takes me longer than I, you know, want to, but at least it's like, it's like you, you know where you're going, you know, yeah. you know where you need a destination. Like I, I really believe like you need a destination, but you also need to capture where you are, which is why it's so important to do the 20 questions to journal in some fashion, whether it's be like, I have a written journal and I have my pictures. And I think it's important because how do you know what you need to work on if you're not looking at where you are? And then how do you know where you need to go or where you want to go if you haven't pick the place. Yes. Well, drop the mic. I'd pick it up and drop it, but the, the sound team would be like, yeah, don't do that. No, no, no. And they're also very uh, expensive. <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's really is as simple as that. As complicated as it can be. It really is as simple as that. Okay. I'm just watching the time. Um, what tips for tips for t- tips for our community who are listening now. So we're rolling, we're week six, we're halfway through how, you know, the feels on that tips for that. So I, I, this one connected really with me this time around. I didn't realize how important consistency was. Um, Like just showing up for yourself consistently, you will see some sort of improvement in your life, whether it be non-scale victories or whether it be on the scale, but don't put so much focus on the scale because the scale is just a tool. It's just there to help you know where you're at. Um, it's everything else, you know, like being consistent, showing up for yourself, make yourself a priority. They use this analogy all the time, but it's so true. You can't like when the plane's going down, put the mask on yourself first, because you can't help anybody else if you're not breathing. So, you know, put your mask on, you know, this is your mask. This is how you're going to get to the healthy to get to what you want to do in life. Like my why is I want to be able to be around for my kids and be an active mom. So how can I be an active mom if everything hurts? And I, the way I make everything stop hurting is prioritizing myself. I love it. I love it. And I love this conversation today. I know we've had a few little technical issues, but for those of you stuck around, I no doubt you will also agree that it was really well worth it. Um, thank you so much for your time. I wish we had more time. I have a feeling we could chat all night, you know, um, great tips, great share. Um, no, I think, you know, I, this is what I love about having our guests is that, you know, everyone's a little different. You're going to find people who just kind of just really hit it on the head, you know, and really resonate. And it, it's not easy to come up here and share, you know, 
share your feels. And it's not easy to do that on social media either. So go find Tara on Instagram, total random mama. She's absolutely worth the follow. I honestly can't thank you enough. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. You had the pleasure. (laughs) 